Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Welcome back to another episode of the TSN podcast. Today, we are joined with the Samantha Cutler, but your last name is changing soon, girlfriend. Ah, so crazy. We haven't even spoken about it. We got engaged for those listening literally like four days ago and just posted it to the social realm last night. And I don't know. I haven't even thought about that or talked about it, but probably, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm asking these hard hitting questions and yeah, you're starting like, with a hard one. <laughs> it's literally one week after you got engaged. So you have so much time, girlfriend, do not rush the process. Yeah. There's like so many different things to figure out and think about. So that's one of them. I'm going to add that to the list. <laughs> yes. Well, besides just being newly engaged, which is so amazing. And we talked about that before pressing record. Can you tell us a little bit more about your journey and how, what you do came to be essentially? I'm sure most entrepreneurs you speak with Lauren have similar stories that it's never a straight path. You don't start out aiming for one thing and just end up there with a lot of hard work. There's always so many ups and downs, but more so like natural evolution of where you go as an entrepreneur and in business, especially if you're in the creator space. So I'll give a little quick intro. As Lauren said, I've been a content creator for over seven years now, and my platform is called The Fit Fatale, which you can find it on most major platforms, primarily Instagram, our blog. Um, We do a lot of TikTok stuff. We also have a podcast and yeah, tons of different outlets. And I started that really organically while I was working in the corporate space. And then that evolved into a creator business, um, you know, started thriving, became, started doing that full time. And we can dive a little bit more into those details and then actually started crashing because I wasn't able to keep up with my business and the demands, um, running it like a full-time business, because this was four and a half years ago now. And being a creator is a little bit more mainstream, I would say, but at the time it was very still, what do you mean? Like you, are you creating content for companies? And I was like, well, Yes, but mostly for myself, right? And like plugging companies and people didn't really get that. And so I was sort of crashing with everything that was going on. And my now fiance, which I can say first, first podcast yes. as a, a, with a fiance um, would come home and be like, this doesn't make sense. Like you shouldn't be completely crashing when you just started to do your dream job. You should have the ability to run this. And there's no standardization in the market, which doesn't make any sense because my biggest issues were the fact that I couldn't get paid on time. I couldn't send proper invoices. I had to get Mm. registered as a business. I was missing out on like so many details because if you're a creator and you're listening to this or you know any creators, ultimately like so much information goes through email. Then there's also a 13 page contract sometimes. And then there's a brief, like there's so many different places and there was just no centralization for my business. And I was breaking down every day. Um, and from that we figured we needed to build a solution (laughs) to ultimately help me and in, in turn help so many other professional creators or growing creators and aspiring creators scale their business effectively. And so we built together Uh, a company called Clout Desk, which is a solution for creators, as I mentioned, to run their business, run all of their invoicing, their contracts, um, all of their relationship with brands in one place, and ultimately show up as a professional in what they do. 
And so, yes, my fiance and I have a company, a tech company platform now, which is sort of crazy. So we live together, work together, getting married, and our whole life is is really closely knit together. And then I still continue to do my creator business on the side, which is crazy. So that became, you know, what was the side hustle became the main thing and evolved into the next evolution as a tech entrepreneur and tech founder. And then my main thing sort of became the side hustle again. So it's, it's a sort of ebb and flow as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, your story is so badass, and like, you're just a fucking boss. Like you <laughs> took a problem that you were dealing with and you like, honestly, so many entrepreneurs, and I'm even thinking about myself with what I do with TSN, like I took what didn't work for me and created a solution for it. And even in terms of software, like you specifically solved a problem that you were actively dealing with, Mm -hmm. which I think is part of the reason why you've been so successful. And I'm assuming this is why, because you knew exactly what people wanted. Yeah. And it's really interesting you say that because there are a lot of people who try to solve solutions as entrepreneurs that they see as an opportunity or a marketplace that's growing, Mm. or, you know, there's a need for this, but at the end of the day, if it's not your problem, you won't feel fueled enough to wake up and solve it every single day. That is a moment. That is a quote. That was a really good moment. Yeah. I just, I, I couldn't imagine trying to solve someone else's problem all the time. Yeah. It's sort of like, you don't know what you don't know. And I actually Mm -hmm. say this to, in, in the coaching world, when it comes to weight loss, which, you know, this completely relates to, to your story and any entrepreneur and any businesswoman out there, but because you don't know what you don't know, sometimes the systems in which you're trying to achieve a goal are actually the problem. Because if you're not in the weight loss space, right. If you're not consistently hitting your calories and understand where you're at, you might not know where you're going wrong. So you immediately think, oh my God, I'm a failure. But real talk, if you're not planning and you have a more structured approach to how to achieve your mm-hmm. goals, it it becomes a big issue because you don't know where you're going wrong. And so you just feel frustrated. So it sounds like Clout Desk for you, and especially with your own, you know, side now it's a side hustle for you because Clout Desk has taken over. But with with your businesses, like now you have the infrastructure. So it sets you up to succeed. So they're almost like failure isn't an option anymore. Right. And it's interesting that you make that comparison. I do find a lot of similarities because as you said, if there aren't those, the structure of the industry or the structure of the way you're approaching something, that's what creates you to fail, not you, but we as humans internalize it and we blame ourselves and it must be us. Like everyone around us is succeeding. And of course, part of that is social media because we see the person who lost weight, right? That shows up first on our feed, or we see the person who, you know, is on Forbes 30 under 30 or whatever those like big announcements and goals are, but we often don't see like how they got there or how they planned it out, what tools are possible, what systems are there for me to actually succeed and what can I do on my own and what already exists to help me thrive. And I think that's like sort of the balance that a successful entrepreneur or someone, anyone trying to achieve a goal needs to strike is what's out there for me to grab onto, for me to help scale, for me to help grow. And then what's out there that I have as unique tools inside of me that I can bring together. And it's not all on you and it's not all on external factors. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's problem solving at its core. Now, yeah. real talk, girlfriend, you have such a strong mindset because so many entrepreneurs, and I can speak for myself when we are faced with a problem, there are some problems where you're like, okay, like I really don't know if I can solve this. Like this feels so overwhelming. So I'm so curious, especially with your experience, like more about, I want to know more about the mindset. If it's been an evolution for you, if you've always had just a really strong mindset to problem solve as an entrepreneur and what that kind of is been like for you? A hundred percent. I, I love this conversation. I have a big focus on mindset. So I also am very big into meditation. Um, we do a lot of meditations and it sort of evolved that way because I think it ties so nicely into entrepreneurship and health and fitness. It's one of those unique bridges that really crosses over. And so many aspects do, because as we even discussed earlier, like feeling good and looking good, really elaborate to your success. But I also think that like meditation and mindset and taking care of our mind and our mental health is really the piece of our health that needs the nurturing as entrepreneurs to succeed. And so mindset is not, it's not an end destination. It's this word that we sort of throw out really quickly. And I prefer to use mindset over mental health sometimes, because I think mental health is that like we all have to take care of our mental health. It's like a maintenance, right? We don't all, there's this, um, you know, this, this approach of, we don't all have mental health issues or mental health problems, but we all have mental health. And so we all need to take care of it. But mindset is this piece of mental health that is really about like, how can I, what part of it can I control? Mm. And there's so many factors that come in that external that are outside of our control. Right. And there's, you know, how we eat obviously affects our, our mental health, our gut, all these different things. But mindset is that one piece where you can say, okay, let me just become super self-aware and realize what am I actually thinking about? Where am I manifesting what's going to happen in my life? Where am I focusing my energy? Because ultimately that's going to continue to grow and turn into who you become as an entrepreneur, as an individual, as, you know, a uh, partner, whatever that is. And so mindset to me is this fascinating thing that you actually can control and shift so significantly by just kind of releasing in a way. And so I do that through meditation. I'm all about visualization, meditation around, you know, mindset, success, achieving goals. That's really my focus of, of what I love to do in meditation. And I actually have quite a, a, quite a few up on my site if anyone's interested or if it's of any help in any way. Um, and we call it Fatal Mind um, is our meditation section of the website. And that's all about like having this, you know, the Fit Fatal, I sort of explained what that is. It's the woman who can achieve everything and, and just, you know, tap into her inner powers as a female, as an entrepreneur, as a, whoever that woman is, and really just succeed the best that she possibly can and feel really good. And so this Fatal Mind kind of plays on that when it comes to your mindset. Um, but I, I honestly think that it's a very difficult journey. The one with yourself is always going to be the hardest one that you go on. And when it comes to mindset, like it takes so much time to get to know how you personally think. It's not easy to just say like, well, this is, this is the way I think, or this is how I know myself. We spend so much time getting to know other people or trying to understand how our partners think. Like, why did they do that? right? Like I told them to just take out the garbage and that wasn't clear. Like, let me try to understand their mind and how they're interpreting my communication, right? We put so much effort into that so that our relationships succeed, our, um, you know, work life succeeds, but we don't spend enough time 
putting effort into understanding how we think ourselves. And if something happens that upsets you or triggers you, we need to take moments every single day, every single hour to be like, hmm, why do I feel that way? Let me get to know my own mind and my own mindset. And how can I tell myself, maybe this is a little bit different today. Maybe that's not the case. Or if you're doubting yourself, just shifting your mindset to what if I just said that everything was going to be okay? Or what if I just said that I was going to achieve that? Like, how bad would that be if I said that? Well, that doesn't sound so bad. That feels okay for me. And so it's slowly becoming comfortable with getting to know yourself and shifting your internal dialogue um, and, and changing your mindset through that, through meditation, through words of affirmation, through your conversation and the people you surround yourself with as well. Like that affects your mindset so much. So through all of those factors, I've been able to evolve, I would say, my mindset as an entrepreneur doesn't mean I don't have breakdowns often. <laughs> I'm laughing at that because I mean, if if you're in the, any of the entrepreneur space, like we all have breakdowns, it's just at like a different level. And right. I love that you're using the word evolve because it is an evolution. And even if you put in so much mindset work, like you have, we, we all struggle with it. And it, mm-hmm. at, like the, a new level is a new devil and there's new things that you have to experience and, and struggle with. And I think it is such an evolution. I think the power lies in the comeback right? Like Mm -hmm. we're going to have that crash. We're going to have that breakdown, but how do we come back from that? Is it through, do we throw in the towel and say, that's it. I'm so fed up with this. I can't keep doing this. Do we say that for a minute and then bring in that self-realization, that self-actualization and say, okay, that's a little crazy. You've worked so hard, so many years or so many hours on this project bring it back to real life. What are you actually going to do? You know, and like giving yourself space to have that uncomfortable conversation with yourself and come back from where you were and saying, I realize I was there and that's okay. Instead of ignoring that, sometimes you just have to be in a tough place and feel shitty and feel frustrated and want to give up to be able to get stronger and come back. It's like the pain after your workout, right? You're sore. We're never going to not be sore. Like that's how you build muscle and get stronger. Um, And I view our like breakdowns and our hard parts and, and the pain that we go through as the soreness because we can hustle in work. And that could be like the pain we feel in a workout. That's fine. That's, you know, long hours and you're tired, but the breakdown and those little moments of just like, I want to throw in the towel. That's the soreness, but that's where the muscle grows. Like that's where it gets really good. If you can get back from that. Oh my fucking God. I love that analogy so much. And I can't help, but also bring up the fact that when you are like building a muscle, for instance, you know, you're going to feel sore, you know, the work is hard. Right. And it just makes such a direct sense. Like, okay, you get sore, you build muscle, but the soreness you experience with the food changes in your diet, I'm thinking of some of my clients, but even as an entrepreneur or a businesswoman trying to scale or work on a certain project that is really new and amazing or whatever, whatever you guys could be doing out there, you, you don't have the same direct correlation if this is making sense as, oh, I'm working this muscle and it's Mm -hmm. sore. It's not just long hours. It's also like the, the soreness is really that mindset work. When you start to doubt yourself, that means you're working that muscle. That means you're challenging yourself. So honestly, if what I'm hearing from you is true, that's a good sign because that means we're challenging ourselves in a new, amazing way to up level and reach a new level of success. Absolutely. And you also have to get really acquainted with when something feels past your boundary, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are moments where things will happen that 
you can't just say, well, I feel super uncomfortable. I hate this. And this is like painful to me, but I'm going to keep doing it. Sometimes you have to throw in the towel. I remember when I was working in corporate, it was like, I really don't enjoy this, you know? And that was not just, um, you know, I enjoyed what I was doing, but I just enjoyed creating content and being, being, um, a creator so much more and started to like, not enjoy what I was doing. And that's different. That's not like, Oh, I'm not enjoying it. And I need to work through that pain. It's the difference of feeling that pain, feeling the struggle and getting up every single day to keep doing it because you know, the end goal is rooted in helping people ultimately. Like I go back to this a lot, but if you have an end goal that's rooted in serving like you, Lauren, you're helping people feel their best, look their best, get to a place where they feel confident. Maybe they want to do it for, maybe you want to lose weight for your wedding, or maybe you just want to like clear your skin or whatever that is. It's rooted in helping those individuals get there. And I think if you can find your way that you're serving as an entrepreneur, you're never, it's going to be that little extra moment when you want to give up. You remember, wait, there's other people in this equation too right? Like someone's at the other end who needs that smoothie recipe. Someone's at the other end who needs this solution for their business to scale, right? Like if it's clout dust, someone needs this spray tan, if that's your business and you're listening to this, because they're going to feel hot as shit. Like whatever that is, figure out why you're serving people. And it will give you that extra moment to just get back up again. If you're not there to be able to do that for yourself. I love that. And actually I, I was listening to another podcast recently. I don't remember which one it is guys. So I'm sorry. I feel like I say that all the time. I need to start recording, <laughs> writing down the episodes I'm listening to where I have these aha moments, but like any job you have, there is some part of it that is serving other people. Like literally every job in the marketplace in the planet earth relates to serving people in some way, shape or form. Now, sometimes Mm -hmm. you may be really removed from it and you're working for someone else. Like you, Sam, like you did not feel like you were serving Mm -hmm. and as authentic as you wanted to be, you know, and, and being a creator is more of a better fit for you. But when you get so aligned with doing the thing that, you know, lights you up on and gets you on fire and just gets you so excited, you're so much more fulfilled. And I think it makes these hard times a lot easier to go through. And I I can at least say that from my perspective, when I want to give up, you nailed it. But I think about my clients. I think about the people I'm helping. And, you know, I think for you too, the same thing with cloud cloud desk and even your, your other businesses as well. Like it's about why you're doing it. And it gives you so much purpose to get through those hard times. Absolutely. It also gets you really aligned and clear on like partnerships or products you want to sell, or, you know, all the other factors that come into your business. And you can think like, will this be of benefit to someone? Or am I just taking this opportunity because it's cool and I'll make a lot of money, or I really think I'll sell lots of these. Like it, it helps you just align in general with everything and it has to feel good for you. And it has to just continue to have a ripple effect because those are the most successful entrepreneurs that can be able to do that. I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know you mentioned it before, and we are totally talking about this before we press record, but confidence. And I want to hear about this, you in the business room, um, in meetings with people being your most hottest, sexiest self. Um, I live for that kind of stuff, but talk to me a little bit about the confidence that you have within yourself as an entrepreneur and how that relates to your physical appearance. Because I know there are so many people listening to this episode right now who don't feel amazing about how they look and it does impact how they show up in whatever business realm of the world that they're in. So tell me a little bit more about that. 
I so relate to this. And what's crazy is because of the pandemic, the past year and a half or so, a lot of people have sort of retracted and lost their way of feeling good. Like we would often go into an office and we would get dressed up and we would show up at work and that would help us feel a little bit better. And we would do our hair and, you know, wear a cute outfit. And it would like, I can speak for myself anyway, I would feel good on those days where I had like in-person meetings and had to run around because I put that effort in. But because of the pandemic, so many people are still working at home and depending what city you live in, I'm up in Toronto actually, and everyone's still working at home for the most part. And we can be in our workout clothes all day. We can be in our sweats all day. And it does affect how we show up and it does affect our confidence, especially when we're on zoom. So I want to talk about this just quickly a little bit. I feel like zoom is a good thing and a bad thing in different ways. It's amazing because we can connect, but sometimes on zoom, we're like looking in a mirror often and we're picking out things that we hate about ourselves because we're just staring at our face, even though there's someone else there, but you're there as well. Right. And I feel like that can has, I've heard from so many people affected confidence and just given like the zoom exhaustion. Like, I don't want to keep staring at myself. I hate the way my eyebrows are, whatever it is. Right. And so I feel like those things, those factors so closely align with how we feel in as entrepreneurs in meetings and working. I can talk a little bit about my experience personally. Confidence has always been a journey for me. I have never felt hundred percent confident all the time. When I was much younger, I struggled with, you know, disordered eating and always felt like I was, you know, overweight and I was super skinny. Like I just didn't have any real understanding of it and really had an unhealthy relationship with food to be transparent. And I feel like that sort of shifted as I became more successful, which is interesting because as I felt more confident in the things I learned in school um, and eventually went out into the workforce and got a really good job. And, you know, and I saw, oh, I can achieve things not based off the way I look necessarily. I feel like that shifted my mindset from I have to look a certain way to get there. But then I also started to realize that, well, okay, hold on. I'm not getting it from someone else because I look good. But also if I don't, you know, do my hair that day, and I'm wearing sweats and I'm going to an office. Okay. I don't think you can wear sweats to an office, but <laughs> I'm wearing, you know, I'm not, I'm like, this doesn't fit me. Right. This doesn't feel right. This outfit's yeah. so uncomfortable. I'm wearing it. Cause I think I should, I would be so much more timid in meetings and I wouldn't feel comfortable speaking up or putting the attention on me because my hair was a mess. And if everyone looked at me, they'd know. And that's all they think they wouldn't listen to the educated information that I was providing or insight I was, I was contributing in that meeting. And that's definitely becoming a little bit, you know, self-aware, like a little bit too much. I don't know if I'm iterating that correctly necessarily, but, and I think that can affect you, but there's this balance you can strike where I can realize that it's not everything to look a certain way to get somewhere. But when I do it for myself in the way that I can do it, where I feel good where I'm wearing something that's comfortable, like screw what Instagram or social media is telling me to wear. I'll find a version of that, that I feel good in that I'm comfortable in. Cause like, if your pants are too tight, this is the funniest example, but like, I remember being in this meeting where my pants were like really tight. And so I sort of had like, you know, like your 
little stomach kind of pulling over. Yeah. And it's, and I was like, comfortable, so uncomfortable. And I was like, I cannot give this presentation. Like I cannot give this presentation because I'll feel this. I'll know this. Everyone will know. And I just feel like I'm not going to be able to be my most confident self. And the second you realize if I feel good and what I'm wearing and what I'm doing, and I'm taking care of myself, I can be a lot more confident and show up as an entrepreneur in a different way. And like I said, it's this balance of not, it's not everything, but it has to be for you, right? You have to make those choices where it makes you feel good. So if that's physical or if that's internal, and I can bring this back to the way you eat, like if I'm not eating well, I'm never, I'm never feeling confident. It doesn't matter how good you look, right? You know, some of our listeners probably are thinking like when they tell their friends like, oh, I look like crap. Right. And they're like, you look amazing. And they're like, well, it's because I ate like crap last night. So I'm feeling bloated, you know? And so it's this mindset that you feel because you feel that inside, right? You feel internally not awesome. And so externally to everyone else, you may look amazing or you may be like just exactly the same as you were yesterday, but you don't feel great because of choices you made and only you know that. And so it only matters for you to know when the choices make you feel good. Because you're the only person who can internalize it. I love that. And I love the part where you're like, strike this balance because it is a balance because if you're fueling your body with, and I hate to say it, but like crappy foods that are not aligned with your goals that screw even weight loss goals that are not aligned with healthy balanced eating. And you're just eating out all the time and not giving a fuck. And then the converse of if you're too strict with yourself, if you're not giving yourself balance and flexibility and making food fun, and maybe you're eating on a diet plan that is so, so restrictive those, both of those spectrums are on the far sides of the spectrum. And that's not balanced. When you fuel your body, right. Your body is going to go to the weight and place that it's most comfortable at. But part of that journey that you're really describing too. So, so eloquently is this journey is also about how you feel about yourself. In fact, today I actually had a client who achieved her aesthetic goals. Her progress picks are epic, but guess what? She's like, Lauren, this is so fucking weird, but I don't know why I'm not as excited. Like I feel exactly the same and Mm -hmm. losing weight didn't actually give her more confidence. And I share that because it's less about the weight. It's more about what's going to make you feel hot and healthy for this babe. We're not losing more weight. We're focusing on healthy habits and getting to the root of her mind. And it, you know, so much of this goes back to what you said about mindset and, and how you think about yourself and your relationship with yourself. He said it earlier, but your relationship with yourself and almost being more curious about learning more about yourself, as simple as that sounds and being inquisitive and, you know, creating a better relationship, not with other people, but with actually who you are, this is how you get to these problems and get more confident in that boardroom, get more confident in that business meeting, get more confident to make that new deal at a really high price and, you know, close it, close it down. Like this is how you get there. Yeah. And also like, you need little reassurances from the universe to help you just continue to fuel that as well. As you were saying, like, you know, feeling confident in a meeting or pitching out a higher price and getting it back or getting more clients for your business, like one little piece, you feel good. And then one little thing of reassurance comes to you and it stems this snowball effect, but it's about getting there and shifting your mindset to get there in the first place. Um, and something that's really interesting that you said, Lauren, like we also need to learn. So what's so unique for ourselves. And I can give an example for me, like I love coffee. And we talked about this when you were on my podcast. Yes. By the way, guys, you got to listen to the episode. Shameless plug. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a good one. We talk about, you know, different, different substitutes. And we were talking about pumpkin spice lattes, which I know you talk about so much. And it's one of my favorites. Coffee is like one of my favorite things. It just, if I can't get up in the morning, I'm like, oh God, you know, it's gloomy. It's, it's like a shitty day. I have a bunch of meetings back to back. I just think about, no, okay. First step, get my coffee. I'm going to feel so good. But as much as I love the taste and it's this psychological treat for me, not treat, but just like, Oh, it's a psychological treat for me. (laughs) It's so cozy. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just amazing. And every time I drink coffee, I get really bad anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so as much as I love the energy that it gives me and the feeling later, multiple hours later, and Lauren, I don't know if you've ever experienced this with clients or whatever, multiple hours later, I just get like this chest anxiety from it. And I just feel like I have so much energy left and I can go run around the block, but it's not this hyperness. It's like a heaviness in your chest that you feel really anxious. And so I had to stop drinking um, caffeine and switch to decaf. And now my body has sort of shifted to understand that like, okay, this is our, this is decaf. This makes us feel good. We still get our cozy feeling from it. I don't get my energy from it, but that's okay. Let's focus on the foods that you're eating for breakfast. That'll give you that energy in the morning. Let's focus on like the water that you're drinking and how much water you're drinking. And I say this because we have to learn at the same time, what feels good. Like, I don't know why coffee gives me confidence. Like it gets me out of bed. I feel like a girl boss. I've got my coffee. I'll roll into my meeting, whatever it is. But if I can't, if that doesn't work for me anymore and I don't get that little boost from it, I still have to also prioritize myself. So it's this balance of what are those things that are for me, making me feel good, but also bringing confidence. And how can I strike that balance that I'm not going to crash and burn at the end, or I'm not just doing this as a mask to feel good temporarily. Yeah. And I think it just completely sums up your journey so perfectly about how you are always just so willing to grow. And I think so much of this is so rooted in your practice of meditation and mindfulness and honoring that relationship with yourself. So thank you so freaking much for being on today, Samantha. Um, I have to ask you for any babes out there interested in both finding you on social media, but also those meditation prompts and, and some of those resources you had on your website. Can you tell us where we can find you? A hundred percent. So if you want to follow me, you can check out the fit fatal on Instagram. My website's also the fit fatal. And if you want to see and join in on any meditations in the top corner, this little spot that says meditate, go to that. It's going to bring you to fatal mind, our meditation platform, and you can check it out. We also have, we have longer form meditation, of course, from like five minutes to 20 minutes, but we also have 60 seconds of stillness. And I love these Lauren. I'm just going to just talk about them quickly. Yeah. Wait, little, I kind of want to do it. Yeah. You, you have to, they're little 60 seconds of stillness that basically can shift your mindset wherever you are. And we started these because with COVID, a lot of like first responders or people working in the service industry were getting very anxious, like in their cars waiting to go into work, or I was even nervous at a point to leave my house. Right. And so it's like, how can we shift this mindset really quickly in the moment when I need it, when I'm not going to sit down for a 20 minute meditation, when I'm like parked in my car about to go into work. Right. And so how do we find those solutions? So we did these little 60 minutes of stillness videos, and we'll have more coming out in the fall and especially in holiday. 
So stay tuned for those, but that's a great place and a great resource. And then if you're interested in learning more about CloutDesk, you can go to cloutdesk.com and check us out. There's tons of information. You guys can sign up if you're a creator, apply today. If you need any help with anything, feel free to DM me. I'm always there. And then you can check out us on our social medias as well. Yes. And can I just say, Samantha has the coolest style guys. If you guys are like, okay, I'm feeling hot. I'm feeling sexy. What should I be wearing? Check out your girl, Sam, because she's giving me some major style inspo. Very much my vibe. You're so sweet. Lauren fall is my season. (laughs) So every time in fall, I'm like pulling out those fashion outfits. Yes. Fall is a moment for you. I love the colors of fall as well. I could go off on it, but thank you so much, Sam. With pleasure. Thank you so much, Lauren, for having me. This was so much fun. 